Hello and welcome to the Nourish Your Soul podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. I'm a certified health and life coach that works with women to help them end their battle with food in their bodies and to embody unconditional self-love and self-worth. If you feel like you've tried every diet on this planet, hoping to finally love yourself and feel worthy once you get your perfect body, this space is for you. These episodes will open your eyes to the harsh truth of diet culture and encourage you to go within yourself so you can finally see how worthy you are and have always been just as you are. So sit back, relax, keep an open mind, and let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you for tuning in. And today we're going to be talking about self-objectification. So how often do you go to an event and you're worrying about how people are going to perceive the way you look, especially especially the way your body looks? Maybe it's been a while since you've seen the people there and you're worried about what they may think about the way your body has changed. And even when you're at the event, you are constantly thinking about how people are perceiving you. Or maybe when you go on vacation, you always try to diet beforehand because you don't want to look quote unquote bad on the beach or in the pictures you take on vacation. Have you ever avoided going somewhere because you were too concerned about the way people were going to perceive you and the way that you look? All of these behaviors are rooted in something called self-objectification. And this is a concept that was created by Lindsay and Lexi Kite, and it is defined as the invisible prison of picturing yourself being looked at instead of actually living. And they wrote a book called More Than a Body, which I highly recommend reading, and this is a big part of their book, and they've done tons of extensive research on this topic and the book is really amazing and I highly recommend it. But they go into detail about what self-objectification can look like. And I know I just gave a few examples at the beginning, but they talk about these two concepts that I think so many people can relate to as far as self-objectification goes, especially this one I'm going to talk about with social media. So the first concept that they uh, were talking about in the book is called Selfie objectification. So it's kind of, you know, I'm sure you can figure out what that is by the title of it. But this is basically when you take pictures of yourself to admire and scrutinize. So I see this a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, especially in the bodybuilding community, people who lift especially, but it, it's also done, you know, with, with a lot of people. Um, but you, you take a picture to admire or scrutinize. And then it kind of goes through these (laughs) different levels of, um, you know, judging and scrutinizing and observing your, your body and how you look. So you take the picture and then you rank and edit. So that looks like selecting the most perfect picture, maybe editing it, um, especially posing a certain way to make sure that you fit the look that you want to go for. 
And after that, that looks like sharing photos online for other people to admire, um, checking comments and likes, and the nicer the comments, the more comments about your body, the more likes, the better you feel about your appearance, except for when it's not so good, right? And this is harmful to your body image because you're treating your body like an object to be admired and for people to look at and for people to judge instead of seeing more in yourself and more of who you are as a person. And what I've noticed is that, you know, this, this comes down to like a really big identity issue where, you know, it is sad because there's so many people who really don't know who they are besides, you know, what their body looks like. They feel like they don't have any more to offer than a quote unquote fit body or a certain body type, which is super sad. But, you know, doing something, you know, with this, like the selfie objectification is actually so much more harmful because you're just adding more fuel to that fire and continuing to stay stuck in that cycle and really rely on that external validation to feel worthy and to feel good enough. And that's always going to be changing because there's always going to be people who judge the way that your body looks, no matter what it looks like. There's always going to be negative people. So if your self-worth is based off of that, then it's always going to be like a roller coaster and you're, you're never actually going to feel fulfilled or feel good enough by, you know, engaging in, in this type of behavior. And again, it's going back to that fact that you're looking at yourself like an object instead of an actual human being that has a lot more to offer to this world than just a, a, a body to, to look at. So just think about that if that is something that you typically do. Um, and you may have not even realized that this is something that you do because it's so normalized and just so praised in you know our society as social media continues to grow and it's just scary. Um, but yeah, just think about that for a moment. Let that kind of marinate and and you know reflect on if that is something that you can relate to. The next one is self comparison. So when you compare your body to somebody else's body, you are not only seeing yourself as an object, you're not only seeing your body as an object, but you're also viewing other people's bodies and other people as objects as well. And this, again, keeps you just stuck in this cycle and and you may get that temporary feeling of, okay, well, I have, you know, bigger glutes than this person, or I look better than this person in this way. And you may get that temporary feeling of like satisfaction, but you're still measuring your worth through the way that you look. You're still self-objectifying. You're still seeing yourself as an object and seeing other people as objects. And I like they have a quote in here and it, it says that if you are constantly comparing yourself to others, then no one is on your side, right? I got to find this quote. Yeah, so I, I pulled out the book real quick. But yeah, it says if everyone is a competitor, 
no one is really on your team. So it becomes really isolating, right? When you're constantly competing with everybody, you're on your own, right? You you create these enemies almost of of other people because you're viewing them as objects and as this competition that you need to fight to look better or to be better, right? And, you know, there, there's, with self-comparison, like it is, or sorry, you know, comparison, body comparing or, you know, comparing yourself to others, that's a very human thing and that's natural. But when it becomes to a point where like everybody is a competitor, that's, you know, very harmful to your self-esteem, your self-worth, and your body image. So something to think about if, if this is resonating with you and really considering that, that, you know, how isolating that can be. And the next thing I want to talk about too is um, complimenting on people's bodies. And even if you think that it is a compliment that you're giving somebody. Oh, skinny mini, you lost so much weight. You look great. I love your body. I'm so jealous, so on and so forth. Again, this is how we treat people like they're objects because what you're telling that person when you compliment on their body is that smaller is always better. I'm paying attention to your body. You deserve more attention and praise because you are in a smaller body now or because you look a certain way. I, you know, I'm the, I'm jealous of your body, right? I I wish I had your body. That's, that's another big compliment too, that I shouldn't say not like a big compliment and like, it's a good one to get. And in fact, like a lot of people will say that, um, you know, I wish I had your body and it just reiterates that message that, you know, you're an object and the smaller, the better. And I'm noticing you and, you, you know, are getting more praise and attention now because you look a certain way, because you deserve to now, because your body looks different. And, you know, you never know if you're, if you're, what you're com- complimenting, you could be complimenting an eating disorder. You could be complimenting an illness. You could be complimenting disordered eating. You could be complimenting, um, stress, right? You could be complimenting so many things and you can really be driving somebody's disordered behaviors and damaging their body image even more. Because what happens is people hear those compliments and it becomes like addicting. And so you have to continue to hustle and you have to continue with your disordered eating patterns to maintain those compliments, to maintain the praise and attention. Because when people made those compliments, it's internalized as this is what I have to do to get attention. This is what I have to do to be accepted. This is what I have to do to be worthy. So that's a lot on the line. So people will take extreme measures to maintain that. And, you know, there's so many different ways in which you can be self-objectifying, but, you know, basically the point is when you are treating your body like an object And you're constantly in this different point of view, worrying about how are people perceiving me? What are people thinking about the way I look? Instead of actually living and being in the present moment and realizing that you have a lot more to offer than just what your body looks like. So 
how do we work on self-objectification? So one is just being aware of it, noticing when you are self-objectifying and when your focus is out of the present moment and on how are other people seeing me. Um, Or when you are more so worried about how are other people going to view the way my body looks versus showing who you are as a person. So just noticing that and bringing awareness to when you're doing it and, you know, what, in what situations that it's coming up the most. The second thing is to validate because we live in a culture where thinness is praised and beauty is praised and the standards are just outrageous. So it makes sense why you would feel the, the feel these ways, why you would engage in these behaviors and self-objectification. It makes sense. So validating that. Reflecting and getting curious. So when you're in those moments, stopping, pausing, and getting curious about what you're feeling in that moment, what emotions are coming up, what are your typical reactions to these emotions? Is it avoiding and, and avoiding it social events so that you don't have to worry about it? Is it, um, you know, going on social media and, and making sure that you're getting quote unquote good likes and I'll, and quote or sorry, quote unquote good comments and a lot of likes on your pictures? Is it, um, you know, when you self compare or your reactions to, you know, start restricting and going on a diet, what are your typical reactions to when you self-objectify? And get curious about that without any judgment. And the last thing is to choose a different route. So respond instead of react. And this is something that will, you know, take practice and time. But for an example, if you know, the situation that triggered self-objectification was, you know, being invited to the pool with your friends. So what you would normally do would maybe to, you know, when you're at the pool, you are comparing yourself. You are in that point of view where you are just worrying about what other, how other people are perceiving you. A different response instead of, you know, comparing yourself and thinking about how you're going to work to change your body and how you're going to sit a certain way to look smaller or whatever it may be, uh, allowing yourself to come into the present moment. What are you enjoying about this time with your friends that, you know, and being at the pool with them? Is it that you get to relax, you get to get some sun and a tan, or you get to have good conversations, or you get to go swimming, whatever it may be, how can you connect to the present moment instead of worrying about how other people are perceiving you or perceiving your body? So we want to choose a response that's going to serve us. And a lot of times I like to think of this as opposite action than, you know, what your previous reactions would have been so what would be the opposite action of what you typically do so in that situation you know before it would have been to you know I'm gonna go on a diet now or I'm going to sit a certain way and and so on and so forth what is the opposite action of that the opposite action is I'm going to enjoy my time with my friends I'm going to allow myself to sit comfortably and um, really just be in the present moment right 
So that's something that you can practice when you find that you are self-objectifying and just not actually living or in the present moment. So again, I highly recommend this book. It goes into obviously a lot more detail about this topic and it's really good. So I highly recommend it um, if you want to check that out. So that is all I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed and you found this valuable. If you did, I would love to hear something you learned, a takeaway that you had. Um, Feel free to screenshot and tag me on Instagram or send me a message. And also don't forget to rate and review my podcast. You can um, write a review on Apple Podcasts and that helps my small business so much because it gets my podcast out there um, and, and gets more eyes on it when you write a review and you give me ratings. So that would be greatly appreciated if you did that. I also want to mention a few things you'll see in the description of this podcast episode. One is you can apply to one-on-one coaching with me if you want to be supported with healing your relationship to food, your body, and yourself. You can go ahead and fill out that application for one-on-one coaching and there's no commitment there. You'll fill out the application. We'll set up a call. That's free. And we just get to know each other if you have any questions that you want to ask about the program. And then we see if we're a good fit and move on from there. Another thing you'll see is you can request podcast topics anonymously. There will be a link to do that. If you have any topics you want me to talk about regarding uh, your relationship to food and your body, go ahead and click on that. And it will take you to a form where you can request a topic. And I also have a free emotional toolkit. Emotions, body image, and relationship to food are very correlated. um, And it's one of the most important parts of healing. So I have a whole guide on it, different exercises to do to process and feel through your emotions, not only just with food and body, but with any type of stress or any type of um, emotions that are coming up for you. So that is free and you can click the link down there for that. And that is all. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you in the next one.